Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Strong Hearts Podcast today. It's so good that you're with us. And uh, if you're listening to this, uh, and if you've listened to this in the past, then you probably know our usual format is going verse by verse uh, through usually the book of Psalms. Um, sometimes we, we get into some New Testament passages, but today we're going to break the mold a little bit. And in fact, this week we're going to break the mold a little bit. We're going to try it out um, and just kind of see what the feedback is and, and hopefully it blesses people and uh, if it's great, we'll keep doing it. Uh, we may not do this all the time, but we may do this just kind of this format periodically. Uh, if it's not good, then what we'll do is we'll go back to what we usually do, and uh, and we'll just keep doing that. Uh, so today, we're going to look at um, a passage out of Luke, and we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 5 today, because there's a few different miracle stories. There's some uh, Jesus calling his first disciples. And uh, we've been going through a series at, at youth group called Christology, which is ology, meaning the study of, and obviously Christ. So it's the study of Christ. We've been looking at the life of Jesus and his character and his, uh, just who he was uh, and looking at his miracles and his teachings. And so um, today we're going to look at uh, a, a, um, a story of Jesus. And actually, this is a miracle story slash a calling of one of his disciples. It's it's how Jesus called Peter. And so this is out of Luke chapter five. So what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna read this passage to you. And I'm gonna highlight a few parts, a few different parts. I might go through and stop. I might read all the way through to the end and then highlight a few key points and um, do it more devotional style. So when you go back and you go to read your Bible and do your study for today, you can kind of have a few insights and, and maybe look at this passage from uh, the lens that we talk about today. So this is Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. It says, One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Now I'm going to, I'm going to pause here because it, it's going to be interesting to note that Simon had already met Jesus. A lot of times when we read this story and we think about Jesus calling his disciples, what we think about is, uh, you know, at least for me, I think about the fact that Jesus tells Simon Peter, hey, you're going to be a fisher of men. And when he tells him that, Immediately, Simon Peter leaves everything that he has, and he goes and he follows Jesus. And I think to myself, dude, this is a guy you've never met. Why are you going and following him? That's a little bit weird. Uh, and so I didn't really understand the context. But actually, if you read John chapter 1, you see the first time that Jesus met Simon Peter. He had already met him, and uh, he his name was Simon, and Jesus gave him the name Peter. And, uh, and what we see is that Andrew, his brother, was a disciple of John the Baptist, the man who came before Jesus and announced Jesus is coming. Um, he was a disciple of, of John the Baptist, the, the precursor to Jesus. And so when John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, behold, there's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And uh, Andrew, who's Peter's brother, said, 
I need to go and talk to that guy. So he spent a full day with him and he invited his brother Peter to come and meet Jesus as well. And so Jesus knows Peter and he's he actually healed his mother-in-law uh, earlier on in the book of Luke. And so you see these guys have kind of a history. So it's not really, it's not like Jesus went and just commandeered this boat uh, and, and, you know, against this guy's will. He went to this boat and he had known this guy and he said, hey, push it out into the water. I want to teach these people. Uh, and, and Peter had already seen Jesus's miracles. And so he knows the kind of guy he's with. So Jesus says to him, let's jump back into this verse four. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deeper, let down your nets to catch some fish. So Jesus tells him, go out where it's deeper, let down your nets to fish, catch some fish. Then Simon Peter says to him, master, we worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. Okay, so I want you to imagine this, because uh, this is a a miracle story uh, that really... Like when you break it down, it doesn't make any sense. Just like a like a normal miracle, right? Uh, and this one's like a little more natural because I mean, when when there's healing, you see that that breaks the laws of nature. You know, people don't just get healed immediately, and so you think, you know, oh, that's you know that's miraculous. But when you see Jesus and he goes out, tells him to go out in the middle of the water and catch some fish, it doesn't seem so miraculous. Uh, but when you really analyze this passage, it is pretty stinking miraculous because you think about it. Simon Peter was a man who fished his entire life. I mean, this was his livelihood. And he knows how to fish. And there's a huge learning curve in fishing. Trust me, I've been fishing like uh, a couple times in the past year. I haven't caught anything. I haven't even gotten a single bite. It's really frustrating for me uh, because I, I, for me, I, like I've never even seen a fish on the end of a line. Um, so I'm not a very good fisherman. Uh, so I know there's a huge learning curve, but these guys who do it, they love it, and it's exhilarating for them because they they catch fish and they know how to catch fish. But Simon Peter, he tells Jesus, he's like, dude, we were out all night, and we didn't catch a single fish. Now, what Jesus tells him to do doesn't make any sense because Simon Peter knows that the best time to catch fish is at night near the shore. Now, this was during the day in the middle of the water where it's deeper. That's not where fish are, and that's not where fish are hungry. That's not where fish are biting, but Jesus tells him to do it. Now, here's um, kind of the thing that I, I want to share with you today in my heart. If you follow Jesus, if Jesus steps into the boat of your life, what Jesus is going to do is he's going to give you divine directions. He's going to tell you what you should do with your life. He's going to tell you how to live. He's going to, he's going to speak to your heart and tell you to, to pray for a certain person that you work with or that you go to school with. He's going to tell you to start a Bible study with a friend uh, who, who's also a Christian. And you may be the only two Christians at your company or at your school. And he's going to tell you to go and start a Bible study with that person. And he's going to tell you to do these things. He's going to give you directions because that's what God does, right? He gives us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives us divine direction from God. And so he's going to give you direction. And our job when the direction of Jesus comes, when the voice of Jesus speaks, is not to analyze the rationality of his voice, but our job is to simply throw our nets into the water. 
Our job is to simply do what he says. And I know that in your head you might think, oh man, I, you know, I can't start a Bible study with this person. They, they, you know, they, they don't, what, we don't even really talk about God. You know, what if they don't want to do this? Or you might think to yourself, I can't pray for this person. They're eating lunch right now. It's going to be awkward. They don't really want to be interrupted. They look like they're in the middle of a conversation. You have all these ideas as to why it won't work. And what Jesus says is throw your nets into the water. Just do it. Because Jesus is the God of the universe. He knows where every fish is at. And he knows, he knows if you just listen to his voice and you throw your nets out in the water, his promise is there will be fish in the net. And that is a promise to you. When the Lord speaks to you and he tells you to do something, he gives you direction. His promise is there will be fish in the net. I will not leave you stranded. I will. I, I, it will not be a, a fruitless endeavor. When I give you directions, there will be fruit from it. There will be fish in the net. And when you go and you listen to my voice, you can have the confidence to know that what you need to accomplish will be accomplished because you've done it according to my voice and my will. So oftentimes the things that God gives us, they don't make sense. We can't really understand, why, God, why would you call me to do this? Why would you call me to go to another school or get another job? Or, but when he calls us and he tells us to do something, it's not our job to rationalize it. It's our job to throw our nets into the water. Now, mind you, uh, hearing the voice of God is something that takes a long time to master because the closer and closer you get to Jesus, the more you begin to know his voice. And so if you are brand new to this thing of faith, you may not be able to hear accurately the voice of God or, or you might feel some impression. You may think, I think I'm hearing God's voice, but you don't really know. Here's what I would say. Um, don't just jump into it and assume it's the Lord's voice because it might just be emotion. But get godly wisdom and godly counsel from people who've been in faith for longer than you. Because what they'll do is they will either affirm it or they'll steer you clear of, of something that could be potentially damaging for you. And that's why we have the community of God is really to help discern the, the, the voice of the Lord. And so never make big, life-changing, crazy decisions without um, bringing them first to godly, uh, wise counsel. I want you to find some people that are more godly than you. And if God puts a dream in your heart, God tells you to do something, speak to them and talk to them about it because they'll help you discern whether it is truly the voice of God. And if they affirm that, if they help you with that, I promise you, there will be fish in the net. There will be fish in the net. God won't leave you dry. He promises whatever you do when you listen to my voice, it will bear fruit. So I would love to pray for you today. Here's my two pieces of wisdom. Get Jesus in your boat. Invite him near to you because the only way that you're gonna hear the accurate voice of God is by spending time with Jesus and being in close proximity to him. And then um, listen for his voice. And then my last bit of advice is when, when the Lord tells you to do something, step out and do it. Throw your nets into the water. And in full faith and confidence, believe, believe that there will be fish in the net. And let me, let me just mention this too. I just forgot uh, this, this point. 
See, Peter, he hesitated. He told Jesus all the reasons why it wouldn't work. But guess what? In the end, he threw his nets into the water. Why? It says in this verse, he says, but if you say so, Jesus. You know, he, the circumstances didn't look good. The circumstances didn't look right for catching fish. But the reason he threw his nets into the water was, was not because uh, the circumstances were right or the circumstances looked good. The reason he threw his nets into the water was because God told him to. And so we all, uh, when we get directions from the Lord, we have hesitations. And faith is not something you either have or you don't have. It's something that you have in measure, right? Uh, Jesus says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, which is a small amount of faith, right? He says, then you can move mountains. And so some of us have a small amount of faith. Some of us have a, a huge amount of faith. But when we have a small amount of faith, of course, we have a small amount of faith because the rest of us is filled with fear, is filled with caution, is filled with uh, hesitation. But in those moments, you have an opportunity when you're filled with fear and you're also filled with a little bit of faith. You have an opportunity to choose faith and to listen to the Lord's voice. And guess what? Miracles are not for the anointed. They're not for the talented. They are for the obedient Jesus says, if you just do what I say and you are obedient, you will see miracles happen. You don't have to be mature in the faith. You don't have to, I mean, honestly, you don't have to be the most faith-filled, mature, anointed, uh, full of God's word. You don't have to be any of that. You just have to be obedient and throw your nets in the water for God to fill it. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for each and every person that's listening. I pray today as they read this passage, as they study this passage, that they would be filled with faith. And God, I pray that as they're filled with faith, that they would throw their nets into the water, follow you in full obedience. And when they do, Lord, I pray that they would see fish in the net. God, give them faith. And God, when they are just seized with fear, but they still have a little bit of faith. God, I pray that you would give them the courage and the confidence to choose faith in the end. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.